Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. It's time. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on with this app. <clears throat> I don't know. Since they did the update a few weeks ago, it's been acting really, really, really weird. I don't know. So yeah. I'm just glad that you were able <clears throat> to get on this time. <laughs> yeah, because it was a uh, it was annoying the last time we did this, and um, I had to go through the link you sent. Mm-hmm. There, like I said, every time my phone would um would black out or would lock, it would turn the sound off. Apparently, so yeah. I had to sit there and keep tapping my phone, <laughs> <laughs> keep it from closing. I know, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome you guys to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where Keisha and I recap both The Young and the Restless, excuse me, and The Bold and the Beautiful, and actually, this week is for the week of September 22nd through October 1st. I do want to apologize to you guys for missing last week's episode, the 20th through the 24th, um... I was in, I was out of town and I think Keisha had a whole bunch of stuff going on last week. Mm-hmm. So we both were just, we couldn't, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. But it was like, you know, especially with this week coming up, which technically to me, it was more drama this week that we're about to talk about versus mm-hmm. the week before, you know, I don't know if it was beneficial for us, but I mean, if we want to, add in some stuff fine if not we can just stick to this week because i really truly think it really wasn't i don't even remember last week due to what everything happened this week yeah i can't really remember much from last week either but i'm, <laughs> exactly. I'm pretty sure when we start talking about it some of the stuff from last week will bleed over into this week anyway that's true that's true so yeah i just want to put that out there so if you guys were looking for an episode last weekend and i think this is probably the first one we actually did not do mm-hmm. outside of the pandemic break since we started the show because during the break we didn't do anything but yeah. uh, last year in 2020 but uh, so I just want to apologize with, to you guys for that hey Spencer <laughs> <laughs> he said hi Spencer <laughs> definitely knows when you get on the phone I, he sure does <laughs> my friend says that all the time Every time I call you, I hear him in the background. Yeah, Spencer (laughs) demands attention. (laughs) All right, so we're going to jump into this. Um, Usually what we do, we recap the young and the restless first, and then we do the bold and beautiful in the second half of the show. And then we do what is called flip the script, which is if there's a particular scene or storyline that you wish you could change, this is where we flip the script. And that's how we do it over here so all right let's jump in this without further ado so for the young and the restless for the week of september 27th victor paid off um games to leave town nick revealed ashlyn's true identity to be bobby defranco who supposedly died in a car crash in his teens 
Ashlyn explained that he switched identities with a friend to escape his abusive father, and Amanda and Devon moved in together. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there were other little things because I kind of want to touch on the Mariah Tessa thing that happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of this week was about, and then a little bit about um, Jack and Phyllis, I guess. Yeah. Uh, last week, and see, that was the thing with last week. Last Wednesday, not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, they spent that whole episode with, with Jack. So, yeah. Remember yeah. I had warned yeah. you guys about that? Yeah, I do remember you telling us that. That was kind Yeah, of- I didn't even watch. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, as much as I understand they're trying to obviously build upon something, maybe they're going to put Phyllis and Jack back together. I I don't know. I've heard rumors that Peter Bergman might be leaving the show. I don't know if that's actually true. I've seen that floating around as well. So I don't know. They need to do something with Jack. If they're going to keep him around, give him a new storyline, bring him a new girlfriend, something. Yeah, I agree. You know, don't recycle the whole Phyllis thing all over again. It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, come on. Yeah, and I just feel bad for him in general. Like they, like him and Eric right now, I feel like they're making them, I don't want to say pitiful, but it's just sad because their storyline is basically centered around them being lonely and, you know, not uh, their love lives basically not going the way they want them to go. And it's a little heartbreaking to watch. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't know. That's, I, they just, I mean, I, you know, I will say that as crazy as Bold is, and we'll talk about that later with Eric, it has been sparking a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. So at least even though he looks as, you know, what, what you described, there's a lot of buzz around the controversy. However, with, with Jack, it's just nothing. Nobody's talking about him on social media. Yeah. There, there's no meat that they've given him in a script to chew on. So, you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't blame him for being like, okay, you know what? I've been on this show since forever and now you can't come up with nothing. Come right. on. You know, seriously. All right. So which storyline do you want to tackle first? Because like I say, it's a little small ones. I mean, Victoria's situation with, with Ashlyn was pretty big this week. So. Yeah. You want to start with Mariah? Yeah. Ashlyn? I do. Um, in my opinion, Mariah is really selfish. Very. Because you want a void to be filled so bad, but you want somebody else, meaning your girlfriend, to carry the baby. And this girl is repeatedly telling you, I'm not ready for this right now. And then you like, okay, so that's our final answer. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that is our final answer. I mean and that's the thing. And then she's pissed off because there's the other part where she got pissed off at um Tessa for talking to Sharon. Now yeah. what do you think about that? Should she had a talk to Sharon about what was going on or should that just been a conversation between the two of them? Um I can kind of understand why 
Mariah was upset about her talking to Sharon mm-hmm. um, because it was a conversation that her and Tessa had just had. It's not something that they've been talking about for months. Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, I think maybe she probably could have kept that to herself for now. Mm-hmm. And really what Tessa needed to do was just put her foot down and be honest with Mariah because I think at that point she hadn't been completely honest with her about her feelings about it. She just kept kind of tiptoeing around, you know, we'll just talk about it later. And what she should have done is tell her like then and there, you know what, I I love you, but, and I understand what you're, or, you know, I guess she doesn't understand because she hasn't been pregnant or given birth, but she could say, I, I, you know, I get that you want to do something to try to fill this void of um, not having Bowie with you, but this isn't it. I'm not ready to have kids. Um, and kind of, I don't know, kind of painted as a, it's almost like a um, a rebound relationship. Like you're saying this right now because this is fresh and you're still hurt and you feel like this is going to help you heal, but this isn't what I want. And I feel like in the beginning, Tessa just wasn't, she was just tiptoeing around it and not really telling her how she really felt about not being ready to have kids. <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it was crazy. I mean, and then she was like, when Tessa was saying, I have a career, and she was like, there's always career moms. Okay, uh, Mariah, <laughs> she's not working from home with a career. Right. Right. Tessa is a pop star on the road, singing, traveling. And I mean, granted, I don't want it because there are, there are some moms, you know, you got the Alicia Keys of the world and the Sierras of the world who travel mm-hmm. and have kids and things like that. So, but they have teams of people to help manage the kids with them while they're and and they got a whole husband. And not saying yeah. and not saying husband, wife, whatever situation that you're in, but as Tessa said to um to Mariah, you need to get some stability. Because here's the yeah. other thing. If she's not stable with her emotions, how she's feeling, dealing with this void, and then Tessa's always on the road. And, you know, or she had to put that, you know, manage that a lot differently than she was not being pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's just not as simple as, oh, yeah, you can do this. <laughs> and and really, like, with the people that you named off, mm-hmm. their career, their their music career was established. Like, that's true. Established before they had kids. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like they were brand new into it. Cause I feel like Tessa is still kind of brand new into it as far as like her popularity goes. Mm-hmm. Cause what, what did she just start? She just started touring like what a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. I mean, like she's new. She just so, got, this. yeah. 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 She's still brand new in this. Like give her some time to get her musical career, like really established. So where she's, you know, mm-hmm. a big name where she's got some years of tours, you know, under her belt. Mm-hmm. And Your then guys can talk about out. having kids. Did you hear what I said? You said my phone is going out? It keeps going in and out. No, I don't know what's going on. I'm sitting in the same spot, not doing anything. I don't know. Some girl, I sometimes <laughs> these signals and this platform is pretty interesting. But I do get where you're coming from. I mean, she she just 
broke through with her career and like you said with the other women I just mentioned um, yeah they've been established I mean Alicia Keys been in the business since 1997 Mm -hmm. and same thing for Sierra she goes back to the early 2000s so Mm -hmm. Beyonce all of them all of them yeah and even if like let's say okay yeah it's only been a couple years but I'm ready to have a kid right now even if Tessa felt like that Mm-hmm. Tessa has to feel like that not Mariah telling her it's exactly. time for us to have kids Tessa, if Tessa wants to have kids and wants to make it work with you know the way her career is going right now and being a mom then that's her decision to make and it's not fair for Mariah to try to pressure her into it before she's ready you know what the worst thing that I don't like even with people that I deal with or you know maybe that we see on TV or whatever is other people trying to tell somebody how to think mm-hmm. and what they feel. How are you going to tell me how I feel about something? Right. You should feel this way. Uh, no, I don't. And right. that's the thing that Mariah was like, she could not understand why Tessa doesn't feel the exact same way that she does because you guys are not in the same headspace right now. Yep. I mean, Tessa is looking at this from a pragmatic standpoint or practical standpoint. Like, look, we're not ready right now. I'm not saying I don't want to do it in uh, eventually, but just at this moment in time, it's a no for me. Yeah. And Mariah was like, but why? It's like talking to a kid. That, yeah. You know, you tell <laughs> kid, you can't have that. And they're like, well, why, mommy? Because I said so. But why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was I was getting frustrated listening to her, mm-hmm. listening to them have that conversation just because Mariah was so, I felt like she was just so unwilling to accept um, Tessa's position in it. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing is I'm glad Tessa finally said, you know, I've been trying to tell you, but you're not listening. Yep. You know, and even when Mariah kind of backed off, she got started up again and it took Tessa putting her head down looking like this is what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, so I mean, she that girl, I mean, I this is why this situation when everybody know the parties involved, because now it's going to lead into another piece of the storyline I saw on Monday's episode with Devon. Abby they need to bring back Chance or figure this thing out because now it's going to interfere with the relationship that Devon now has with Amanda. You know, so I'm like, okay. They need to ask. Everybody should have probably got some counseling. There should have been some pre-counseling. There should have been some counseling after the fact. I honestly don't think that just Mariah need counseling because at this point, Abby got to understand what she needs to do, what her place is now as a single mother. Because technically, that's what she is right now. Right. Yep. And I mean, not saying that, you know, single moms can't do it because, hey, we've been doing it for probably for the last 40, 50 years when the abundance of single moms came into existence. I'll say the last 30 years. But um, the thing is, is that Devon needs some counsel with this because that's the difference with knowing the sperm donor. The sperm donor usually just deposits into a bank and he goes by his way. So mm-hmm. the mom that receives it don't know who that person is and the dad who gave the a donation don't know who his 
you know, what, you know, where his donation is going. Everybody knows everybody in this situation, and it's a, it's it's becoming a mess because now Devon is like, dang, I'm I'm a father to this kid, but I'm not a father to this kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But going back to Mariah, that whole thing, I was like, girl, I wouldn't be a bit surprised that if they keep going into this, because I saw some spoilers about the fact that their romance, um is uh in trouble so and that's probably got something to do with this baby what's yeah. your thoughts on that say it again i'm sorry it broke up I a said, little. what's your thoughts on that um i mean it's definitely going to present issues in their relationship yeah um because uh, as you saw on friday when tessa thought that everything was smoothed over with them um, and Mariah was in the bed. Mariah was playing it off like she was asleep, like she yeah. fell asleep because she didn't. I'm I'm guessing because she didn't want to talk about it any further. Mm-hmm. Um, so clearly Mariah is still like she's still pissed off about. Yeah, she's being decision. very passive aggressive. Uh, you know, yeah. like okay, at first she didn't get what she want. Now she want to play passive aggressive. Now right, direct aggressive to passive aggressive. And it's like, girl, you you need to get some help with this. It's mm-hmm. not your kid. We you realize that, and you right now can't have a baby. Now I don't know if I agree with that because my sister did it. She technically got a kid, even though there were two kids <laughs> that mm-hmm. were pretty much born under twelve months apart. But you know, of course, the doctors say you got to wait a year. Yeah. Wait a year. See where your head is at that point. Don't force this girl to go and get and, and carry a child when she don't want to. Yeah. And the the thing is, like, I wonder how far they're going to take it as far as their, how bad of trouble their relationship is in because you, you can break up with her, Mariah, but you still don't have a baby. And now you don't have a baby with the woman you love and you don't have the woman you love anymore. Exactly. So Exactly. Like, is your, would the goal be to, we're breaking up, and I'm just going to go have a baby by myself? Like, that wouldn't be smart. And here's the thing. I mean, because I agree with you, because you were saying, when I asked you about Tessa telling um, Sharon, Mm -hmm. that's that's your mama. She's Mm -hmm. going to care. Now, do I think that, mm, I don't know if I would be okay with, you know, if my boyfriend went and talked to my mom and said, "Hey, you need you know, your your daughter is kind of off the chain," I could I could understand why Mariah <clears throat> feels some kind of way about that. But at the same time, I also see the other side that Sharon is extremely concerned about her daughter. Right. You know, so I don't know that girl, and then she, now she's back into this whole thing that I need space. It's like, do you actually think? that space is going to help you. Yeah. How much I'm space just... you need, Mariah? Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, she's basically being a, a, a brat because she's not getting what she wants. Yeah, that's what this comes down to. She want a baby like she can just go and get one at the store just to have something cuddly to replace Bowie. 
Right. But then what's next? What if it's not like the boy you remember? Then you're going to be not connected to this child because it's like, well, because anything could come, not saying, because I mean, everybody have multiple kids. You know, I got two myself. Mm-hmm. But in her situation, what is it going to be next? What if this baby is not like Bowie? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so with her, she just have to get her head wrapped around the fact that she was kidnapped. She built a bond with this unborn child. She delivered this child. There's a detachment issue that she has or whatever that she needs to deal with and deal with the mental aspect because all she's going to do is alienate Tessa. She's going to alienate her mother and then she's going to be stuck with this hole in her heart. Yep. So. And she'll yeah. never get around to 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 the point where she can't around Bowie and Abby. Like Abby is supposed to be one of her best friends, and she and Bowie is her godchild. So it's like if she doesn't deal with this, she's never. How long is it going to take you until you can like really be a, a godmother to this baby? Mm-hmm. Because you can't get past your feelings. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. And, you know, it's it's just... Yeah. It, <laughs> what, what else could we say about these two? I mean, about mm-hmm. with um, Mariah. She got to get some help. Yep. That's, that's pretty what this comes down to. <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes down to, you know. Um, because we saw the previews for next week where she's going to try to, you know, see if she can save this baby or do whatever she can help. And Tessa's like, uh, you need to let them handle that. Right. The baby's going to be fine. Girl, it's just a mess, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Bring it. I just think they really botched. They really botched this storyline by taking Chance out of it. Yeah, for sure. You know. I agree with you. Because then, when I, I don't think Mariah would be so forthcoming if Chance and Abby was having a handle on this. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I I could still, still see her. Yeah, I could still see her because it's it doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that Abby doesn't have Chance there. She's just got an attachment issue, mm-hmm. baby in general, because she carried it. Okay. So I, I could see I could see them still like the storyline out even if Chance was in the picture. Okay. Well, yeah, well, we definitely see what is doing and he's not in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, did we have anything else on that storyline? I don't. Okay. Um well what do you think about Devon and and, and um uh, Amanda moving in together. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was a terrible idea. You say you think it was terrible? No, no, no. I said I didn't. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, they love each other. Right? Say it again. Haven't they told each other they love each other? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm liking that they have that storyline. I just wish they would give them a little bit more spice. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean spice her up like um, they did when she was Hillary. I mean, 
make them a powerhouse. Make them, you know what I'm saying? They're, they have a passive role. I think the only thing that makes Devon stand out right now is what he's dealing with with the baby situation. Mm, What's your thing? Yeah, I can, I can see that. They're, they don't really have anything going on right now that makes them stand out. They're Actually, right. they're both dealing with situations because um, she's dealing with her mom's health mm-hmm. and Devon with the baby issue. But they don't have they don't have anything like together that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. So as I've been seeing comments about you know people calling Amanda and Devon boring and blah blah blah. Yeah. Blah. He got that with um, what's her name too? Elena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hate that because we need. I, I like seeing their coupling. Yep. Um, I just wish that the storyline would make them. Because I mean, the man is a billionaire, but you would never know it. You know what I'm saying? You know, like with we know what Ashlyn Locke is, and we know what Adam and Newman or the Newman family or the Abbotts. Okay, he's a billionaire. Let let give them some storyline, and then she's this new attorney that started her law firm let them do yeah. something that's profound you know what i mean yeah or maybe they're just maybe they're kinda giving them a like, break well kind of how like they, they, why they, not make them why not make them the new drew and neil what do you think how would they do that though because drew's personality was Drew's personality was kind of feisty. Yeah, and that's well, not really Amanda. That was more Hillary than Amanda. Right, but I mean, uh, Amanda can stand her ground when she wants to, but she doesn't show it much. She showed it a lot yeah. when it came to her father. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, give them, okay, so just say Devon is coming up with this new business deal, and you know, being that she's this attorney and somebody's trying you know just give them something where they're fighting the good fight together you know what i mean yeah maybe they'll come up with something for them i mean if we when you think about i don't know because week you know they got abby looking at devon with google eyes because he helping out with this baby and he looking some kind of way and phyllis is like telling Amanda you need to be careful about that interference of Abby in your relationship so what y'all trying to do I I would hate to have (sighs) those two having the interference of Abby you get it Mm -hmm. yeah you're saying so that's I feel like that's definitely going to happen at some point just because of Devon being the father the the bio father because I've been seeing people who are saying, you know, I'm wondering if they're going to put Abby and Devon together. And I'm like, okay. I didn't think it would happen this soon. I thought yeah, that was going to well, be way down the line if something like that happened. Well, babies and kids have a way of tending to bond people together. Especially yeah. parents. So, you know, and if if they're not together or whatever the situation is. So, I... Yeah, I think the drama is going to come from that direction. With those, yeah. but it's it's but, interference. Go ahead. 
then the, like the other thing that I that I would say about Devon and Amanda being boring, you know, the complaints that people have about them being boring is um, every couple doesn't always have to have something going on. Like right, it, it goes in just mm-hmm. Lauren and Michael. We haven't seen in months. You know what I mean? Nobody's calling them boring. We, we've seen Lauren because of the whole Sally. We haven't seen anything happening in their lives together mm-hmm. for a, a long time, but nobody's calling them boring. You know what I mean? And it's I, not oh, like Vaughn and Amanda have not had um, mm-hmm. had some drama in the past 12 months because they have. They've dealt with the drama with her family. They dealt with the drama of all the cheating that happened with Devon and um, uh, uh, Elena and Nate. Nate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they've they've had a storyline going on in the last 12 months. It just hasn't been constant and they just don't have anything right now. So, like, I don't feel like every couple has to have some kind of drama going on at every second. And I don't feel like it makes them boring when they don't have like a specific dramatic or exciting storyline happening to them. Yeah. Well, I guess the situation is, is because this is daytime drama Mm -hmm. and a lot of these folks want the, they want the drama, which is why as much as those people, like I said, complain about, what's going on with Eric Carter and Quinn because they hate it or they find it disgusting, they still watch because mm-hmm. it ignites some form of emotion in them. And so when these types of shows that are put on TV, whether it's reality TV, so-called reality TV, or dramatic daytime TV, these people that are watching are looking for that emotional response coming from a particular storyline. And I guess, like you say, you know, there's nothing wrong for a couple that's living their everyday life to, it might be boring to somebody else, you know, but I guess because of the the platform and the context that it's in, people are looking for that. That's what they come here to watch. And so um, when it comes to this particular couple, they don't necessarily have to have beef type of drama. But give them some corporate takeover type of drama or, you know, where both Devon and Amanda is fighting for something together. Even that type of drama. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's the thing because people, and I've noticed this from being a content creator, whether I'm on the reality TV side or the soap opera daytime TV side, is that there is an adrenaline rush that comes from drama when they watch these shows. When everybody's happy and getting along on just say, for example, Married at First Sight, you'll see in the comment section, oh my God, they're so boring. They're so Mm -hmm. boring. They were saying the same thing about Will and Kira before the whole um, on Love Island for those guys who don't know what I'm talking about. With Will and Kira on Love Island before Casa Amor because they was always so tight. People was like, oh, they're so boring. They're so ooky. I'm tired of seeing them kiss all over each other. The moment the drama happened, oh, it was a frenzy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, I guess you 
know, that's that's why they're saying it because they're just they come over, they have dinner, they're playing cards, they're going upstairs, and so folks is looking at them like, ho 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 ho. You know what I mean? Which is unfortunate because happiness doesn't always have to mean boring, right? Mm-hmm. But in this arena, people come here to watch for the drama. <laughs> so, what'd you say? No, I was just saying, yeah. That's yeah, true. so, and it's it's just so unfortunate because I want them to keep them on. They just need to give them, just like what we're saying with Jack, there's nothing there for him right now. Nothing. So, and I don't blame him, you know, if he's getting frustrated, like, guys, give me a script, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, I'm glad they moved in together. I just, you know, looking at Monday's episode, I see potential problems and interference coming because of the baby. Yeah, well, I guess that's that drama that everybody's looking for with that relationship thing. Yeah, but I I was looking for a different type of drama though, (laughs) (laughs) not the interference. But like you say, there's the drama, right? Yep. All right, um, all right. That was a little storyline. They didn't do much with Amanda and Devon. So we talked about Mariah and Tessa. I'm trying to think. Was there any? What else was there? Was there anything else small? Sally and Chloe, because Sally, Sally's whole thing about trying to get Victoria to wear one of her her dress. I got to get to her. You know, and everybody keeps throwing summer up in her face, and the comeback that Sally always has is like, I don't see what a problem is. The girl is happy and got the man of her dreams, and she lives in another country. So what? <laughs> you yeah, know, I don't like but, how they arrived at that, but she got what she wanted in the end. So that well, that's the thing, though. I, I don't care. I don't care how my child or family or whatever the case, somebody that I love you know, ended up got, getting what they wanted, something that worked out for them. It was the way she went about doing it. Right. So you went. can say that every single time if you want to, but you still went about it in a malicious way. You were trying to be dirty. You did it, put, you know, cooked up the in an effort to push her out of the way so you could get her job. Yeah, it just great for her, but you still did some shady and dirty stuff and you still lied um so uh, yeah that that whole little well she got what she wanted so it doesn't matter yeah it does matter because it matters how you went about doing it mm-hmm. but she don't care and see that's the thing oh yeah she don't hurl, yeah when people hurl insults at her it just rolls off her back and i think the reason that they hurl those insults is that they want her to feel some kind of way about it and she doesn't Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, so what? Are we going to move on or what? Yeah, I did it. And and that's her, men- that's her mentality. And so she, and I mean, they're telling her, are you actually think you're going to get that wedding dress in front of Victoria? Seriously, you planning to make a dress for somebody that their family despises you. How are you going to get that dress in front of her? Mm-hmm. you know but that doesn't stop her because she is forever pressing on trying to design this dress and she's using Newman Media money to do it yeah 
So I don't know. I mean, it wasn't too much with her. But what did you have with regard with regards to Chloe and, and Sally? Oh, nothing. It was just the whole thing surrounding the wedding dress and um and then her like here's the other thing with it. Don't you can't walk Phyllis's establishment and not think that Phyllis isn't gonna say anything to you. So oh, like I feel like she puts herself in these situations and then acts shocked or surprised or annoyed or she gets mad when Phyllis approaches her. And it's like, what do you expect, Sally? Like, what do you think is going to happen when you walk into her hotel room? She hates you. So, of course, you're going to hear you, you're going to hear it from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. You know but I mean, I, I, obviously, it's going to work out to where Victoria sees that dress um, and she's probably going to end up wearing it because she was so used we saw how disappointed she was with the dress that Lauren brought her. Girl, I was disappointed with the dress Lauren bought her. When yeah, I didn't like it either. Out, and you're talking about this big, you're talking about the, the CEO of Newman Enterprises marrying this mogul in, you know, communications or whatever in Tuscany. And you pulled that dress out? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they at least the uh the writer the writers of the production team could have had something like frilly or something that maybe she didn't like. They pulled out what it looked like to be a cocktail dress, and it looked it looked cheap to me. It looked cheap, like it looked she like something plain. she could have gotten out of a department store. Gotten out of where? A department store. Girl, it looked like she got that. Um, well, I ain't gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna mention a particular. Just, uh, but I, I'm not gonna go there. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it just, I'm like, did you actually think that Victoria was gonna like that dress? That's not a dress that you would wear at a big Tuscany wedding. Yeah. And especially the daughter of Victor Newman. Okay, y'all. Yeah. Right. I'm like Lauren. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty. Terrible. Yeah, it was bad. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this this dress that Sally has, and I I don't think that's gonna come out probably until like Tuesday or Wednesday of this coming week. So, um, what else was that? What is that all we have? Was there any other thing outside of oh Jack and Jack and Phyllis? Yeah, they keep circling around to them. Yeah, they keep dangling, dangling that because for a minute they was like they were gonna fly off to Summer's wedding with just Jack and and uh, and and uh, Phyllis because Nick wasn't gonna be able to make the flight being in New Jersey, and then he does come back home at the last minute with news, which we'll talk about that in the next storyline. But I'm like, why? And then there was this whole thing about Jack going to Nick telling him that of what how he felt about Phyllis. What did you think about yeah. I think yeah, that, that came happened out last, last week. week. Yeah. Um uh, I feel like so okay. So him and Nick are friends. So I understand why he felt like because he said something to Phyllis, then it 
to me, it only makes sense that he would tell Nick that, you know, just so you know, I kind of slipped up and I told Phyllis how I felt about her, but mm. I, I'm not trying to, you know, go after her. I'm not trying to interfere in your relationship. I just felt like I had to be honest about it because I was honest with her about it. So I, I can understand why I, I understand why he did it. It would be different mm-hmm. if he had not said anything to Phyllis and he went to Nick and told Nick how he felt. Then mm-hmm. it would be a little like unnecessary. Like there's no reason for you to do that. If you're not trying to act on it, then you just need to keep that to yourself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I get why he said something. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, he was just trying to be honest. And I thought that I thought the opposite would have been wrong to where he, he told Phyllis how he felt. And then he said, he didn't want her to say anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was kind of, that would have been a crappy position to put Phyllis in because now you're asking her to not necessarily lie to Nick, but to keep, to keep some important information from him. Like basically to, I don't know what the, the word I'm looking for, not lying, but kind of like hiding the truth about something. I guess, withholding information that could have an effect on their relationship. Because imagine if Nick had found out somehow, some way found out another way that Jack had these feelings about Phyllis. And then maybe he says something to Phyllis and then Phyllis is looking all crazy because she already knew. So then it, to me, then it would look shady that, well, he told you these, he told you how he felt and you didn't think that I should know this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know. I don't I don't see an issue with him doing it. Oh, okay. All right. Um, if it was unconventional because most men aren't gonna go to another man and say, I told your girl that I got feelings for her. I think because they're friends is why it happened. Well, if that's him what and, I'm saying it's unconventional. <laughs> I think that's the way it needs to be. If you're friends with somebody, like if you're good friends with somebody and you start developing feelings for the person that they're dating, and then you tell that person the 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 person that you have feeling for feelings for you let them know that but then you want to try to keep it from your friend that you approached their their girl and said all these things i think that would that to me that is wrong like since you let these feelings out then you almost have no other choice but to tell your friend what you did or what you said to to their girl otherwise you just look shady yeah well hear me yeah, I hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. There was some little interference that happened. I thought maybe my mic was messed up. Yeah. And I- you know what's funny? Um, I listened to a morning show, and this this was actually a question that they posed to like the listeners, and like p- had people calling in and giving their opinions or talking about situations that they had. To where um, it was, it had something to do with would you would you date one of your friend's exes or something like that? Usually that's an issue for people. And I mean, I understand what you were saying because I was listening while you were saying that in most cases, if you have are friends with somebody and you tell your friend that I, I, I have feelings for your boyfriend or significant other, normally that doesn't go over well with people. I, I think to me, the, the unconventional or the weird thing was that he said that to Phyllis. Like there was no reason for him to tell Phyllis that because 
he knows that Phyllis is in a good relationship with Nick. I I thought that that wasn't right or that that was unfair for him to express those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he did, now I to me I feel I felt like he would have no other choice but to let Nick know because him and Nick are they're good friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and that and so when I was listening to that morning show, there were a lot of people that were calling in and was like, I would prefer my friend tell me if something like that was going on. Or, you know, if they had if 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 you want to or if you're going to approach, let's say my ex or even somebody that I'm currently talking to, mm-hmm. then you need to tell me about it. Like, don't go around my back and um basically try to push up on my significant other and not be honest with me about it is what a lot of people actually call it and say it. Yeah, well, I'm surprised at, at Nick's reaction to that. And I know he's feeling a little bit some kind of weight about it, but oh, yeah. he's so focused <laughs> on Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It normally don't go over well. I mean, I understand where you're coming from when he's being transparent about his behavior. Mm-hmm. But normally the person on the receiving end of that is like, they're going to give you the side eye from this point forward. <laughs> so yeah. you you peeping out my dude or you, are you peeping out my girl? Most guys or most ladies, it's, you know, especially they're going to be looking like, okay, I got to keep my eye on you. You are, you told me to my face that you feeling some kind of way and you like my girlfriend, husband, significant other, whoever. So Mm -hmm. that's, you know, I understand where you're coming from. Like, hey, don't be doing this behind my back. You know, I'm, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and be honest. And that's perfectly fine. At the same time, you don't know what the reaction you're going to get from the person on that receiving it either. Yeah, he definitely (laughs) took a risk telling Nick. Yeah, he took a risk. But I think, I I guess uh, Nick just respects him so much that he just appreciated his honesty and didn't look at it as a even though he's still like, you know, he, I think he's still, he's definitely still side-eyed in a little bit. Like you, you'll see him watching those two when they're talking or whatever, but honestly, it still, it doesn't seem to, it didn't seem this week to bother him too much because he knew that they were flying on the jet together with Jack. Um, He knew that Phyllis was at Jack's house waiting for him. And when he showed up there, there wasn't this, what have you guys been doing type of suspicion in his eye. He just, he showed up, he talked to Phyllis about, you know, his trip to Jersey. And when they found out the flight was delayed, he let, they left. Mm-hmm. But then you see Jack with this lingering look on his face. Look on Tracy his face. called him out on. Yeah. So it's like, I, I guess I just don't know. I don't understand or I don't know what they're doing because you have Jack that's, you know, visibly pining over Phyllis, Mm -hmm. but Phyllis isn't giving anything back to him other than the buddy vibes. You know what I mean? Like we're buddies. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't feel that way about you, but I'm, you know, I always love you. I always care for you. You're one of my close friends, but that's it. Like she's not, I don't any type of vibes to make him think that there might be a chance there. So right. I, I guess I don't understand why they keep. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. 
So, like, are are you guys going to change paths with Phyllis, and then she eventually romantic feelings again for Jack? Is that why you keep doing this? Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Nope. Yeah. So okay, did we have anything else on that one? No. Okay, let's move on to the big one. This yep. whole thing. So here's my I see a lot of issues with this. Mm-hmm. All right, let's piecemeal this because there's the first piece that happened early this week with that games guy who's the attorney in town blackmailing um Ashlyn Locke with the information that he knows. Mm-hmm. Almost Billy almost got a hold to him, but then Victor definitely got a hold to the guy, and he just disappeared in the thin air. Yeah, and then Victor make this agreement with Ashlyn, which technically I guess he bought him because at this point, you know, Victor's like, I own you now. Um, telling Ashlyn, you know what, you ain't got to worry about it. This man is gone. We're gonna let sleeping dogs lie, but I'm gonna need you to remember pretty much that I did this for you. And he's eternally grateful. Mm-hmm. My thing about this is that why in the world? So you having power over this man is more important than this man keeping this huge, humongous secret from your daughter. And then you're not going to even tell Victoria what you know. Because Victoria doesn't know yet that Victor had already made a plan with him. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that part of it? I thought that was a little odd. <laughs> it was odd. Yeah, like I I can't imagine I can't imagine going through all that just to basically have something to hold over. Like Ashlyn has already you got the companies have already merged. Right. What more is it that you could get from him by paying the guy off that has been blackmailing him all these years? Like, was it truly just because you want your daughter to be happy and you want to get this man out of Ashlyn's life? Or, like, what is with that? Because Victor doesn't do stuff out of the goodness of his heart. I can't imagine that he only did it to make sure Victoria happy. And he told uh, Ashlyn, I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this for my daughter. It's like, there is no way that if I find out somebody that my daughter is dealing with <laughs> is not who they say they are and blah, 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 I'm going to keep that from her and then I'm going to make the secret go away just to keep this person in her life and keep the peace. It just, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why would you want a man or a person like that close to your daughter? It's, I don't get it. Maybe it ain't meant for me to get. Maybe it's something about moguls or tycoons or something. I don't know. Uh, but when he did that, and I think that was on Monday or Tuesday's episode, I'm like, are you serious right now, Victor? So you won't let this secret just go and keep it from your daughter, but keep this man in your daughter's life and hide the secret, but own him at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely wasn't happy about that. But then in the process of it all, Nick is moving around in New Jersey trying to get information. 
which he did fine. So let me ask you this. So when Nick comes back, he brings, and that's what I said, and this guy here is extremely manipulative. He knew by bringing Victoria there that and having Nick tell that story in front of him was definitely going to leverage the, the situation in his direction. Why he didn't just meet up with her by himself? He brought that girl there. And I don't think it had anything to do with the fact of, you know, um, trying to keep her in the know. Uh, there's a, uh, go ahead. What's your thoughts on that part? Like you think he was trying to? He knew the effect that it would happen. Yeah. I don't it... He should, I feel like he just needed to be honest about this from the beginning because of every time they unravel a new layer of his lie, like now it's like, how do we know that this is it? How do we know that there's not five more lies on top of this? And Because she so many times, tell me everything. Tell me the truth. Stop hiding things from me. And every week for the past, what two or three weeks there's been a new a new, new lie, lie a new piece of unravel um mm-hmm. so i don't know while he was there telling victoria and Nick the story about what happened to him and his best friend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's very dramatic about it like of when course he was explaining it i i mean i kind of felt bad for him <laughs> um but at the same time like that like you can't keep something like that from the person you're getting ready to marry and he would have done he would have been better off if he had told victoria yeah you don't have to tell everybody else but tell victoria because you know people are out there investigating you trying to find information that way you know if victoria was accepting of what happened to you you know in your youth when nick came to her with the information she could have been like yeah, I already knew that. What else you got? And it wouldn't have had an effect on their relationship. Well, I guess the other thing about that story that he gave both Victoria and Nick, he was laying it on. When I watched it, I was like, boy, he laying it on real thick. Yeah, he was. Because <laughs> here's the interesting thing. And so that's one thing I tried to listen to to the message and not the emotion around it because sometimes it can get lost. You can tell when somebody's genuinely emotional about something that they regret, right? Yeah. This guy told that whole story and the biggest thing that stuck out to me is the fact that he said that he didn't go back to check to see if the guy in the car was actually dead. He assumed he was, but you were able to get a hold to his wallet. Yeah. Well, and he specifically says his wallet flew out of the car. And it's like, that's a weird detail to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Did his wallet really fly out of the car? Or did you just pick his pocket and then get out of the car? Yeah, I mean, seriously. And then you took off and ran, knowing that this dude had an interview the next day with this media, with the communication company of that Camilla Rose lady. Yeah. And you show up at the interview. So, I mean, it's like... You were pl- you were basically... It sounds like you were... It sounds like he possibly 
because who my thing is yep. this is really your friend this is the person who took care of you who right. you know was a loner and stuff you i would think you'd be more worried about him what happened to him the next day you say hey i'm ashlyn lock <laughs> i'm here to interview for the job they don't know what he looked like so let me go get this job yeah that that's that was weird to me as well and, and actually, as he talked about his his best mm-hmm. friend, how much he cared about him, and right. the way that he took care of him, how could you? Uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, understandably, I guess you were afraid that the police would send you back home. But like, would someone really be thinking about that in that moment, and then just leave their best friend in a car to burn? Exactly. And Nick called him out a little bit on that. And then he came back with another sob story. I told you this was my friend. I didn't know what to do. And my dad was coming for me. And I'm like, okay, you were what, 16, 17, I think? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, and I, from the way it looked, I guess he, how many, what did he say it happened 30 years ago? 40. 40 years ago. Okay, which puts you at about 1981. Okay, so there are a lot of rules in place <laughs> when it comes <laughs> to kids. I don't know. It's just not a... Uh, and, and maybe they're creating it like this to make holes in the story because there, obviously there's something else that's going to come out of this. Mm-hmm. This can't just be it. Yeah, there's definitely more. That's uh, I feel like there's more that's going to come. Yeah, I really do. And there's another twist to it that Billy is looking into as well Mm -hmm. that they introduce on Monday. So, you know, and Victoria is just, what do you think about the whole thing about how she feel about her brother? I thought that was an overreaction. Oh, absolutely. Um, Like he clearly is just looking out for you it was unnecessary for her to uh, so what I didn't understand I didn't she uninvited him to the wedding but it's like you don't even you don't even know if you still get married or not well (laughs) listen well yeah well because here's the thing with Victoria this man has been lying to her from day one which is some of the same things that she went through with Billy she had the whole attack with JT it's like at what point do you say, okay, I'm not dealing with this ish no more? You know what I'm saying? This man lied to you repeatedly. Your brother and brought back new information that you're actually marrying a dude named Bobby DeFranco. I don't care what he say he is. That's Bobby DeFranco. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing is, is that she does not want to um, admit defeat. Because that's what this comes down to. I think if everybody left her alone and she looked this in her face by herself, Mm -hmm. maybe she'll walk away with this. But because so many people are fighting against her, most time when you fight, they pull. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so she's like, I'm not going to admit defeat. These people trying to tell me what to do. No, I make my own decisions. You're trying to tell me I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, honestly, this thing looks bad. And I was saying this the other day. Number one, you move your kids out the house. We said this months ago. You move your kids out the house to move this man in this house that you don't know. You don't Mm -hmm. know him. 
He's been to, what is the cancer thing? For the last few weeks, I and people were saying there were some folks, there was an article that came out about how they're offended at the fact that this man is supposed to have cancer and on chemotherapy and he's drinking alcohol. Did you see mm. that? Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. So there's a group of fans that are offensive about that. And so some people kind of came back and said, well, it's probably because he don't really have cancer. Maybe that's going to come out. But right now, the way the storyline is, this man got cancer. He's, you know, on chemotherapy and he's drinking alcohol. And a lot of their fans that are offended by that. Um, but the other thing is, is that, first of all, like I said, this man, you move this man in the house, you don't know, you move your kids out, you basically is trying to disown your brother and tell him, you know, I disown you. I'm trying to help you out. Right. And then lie to you repeatedly. I'm, I was at the point after watching yesterday's episode and especially Monday. Oh my God. Cause she, you'll see what she does with Nick on Monday and what he does with Nick on Monday. It's like, you know what? I'll be done with her. You don't want me at that wedding? Cool. Because she gonna whatever comes from this, you gonna have to take all the smoke for it. Yeah, let her be. Let her and her mama be because her mama is trying to. I'm gonna do. I'm on your side. I, you know, I just want you to be happy. Oh, okay, so if that's happy and dysfunction, let her have it. You know. So Victoria is. I'm telling you. I would. I stopped talking. I'd be like, okay, you know what? I'm, after, I'm serious. I've done this with some of my friends who wants to get it, you know, because it, they keep putting up a wall. And it's yeah. like, okay, I'm trying to let you know what's up, and they don't want to hear it. You gotta just take a step back and hey, let them know what you know. I'll be here for you, but whatever comes from this, it's on you now. Yep. Which is what I feel like that's what they should have did weeks ago. Yeah. Like they have they've basically been bombarding her for the last month or so about Ashlyn's past. Like every day. Every day is yeah. something whether it's Billy or Nick or every once in a while, um um her mom and dad, which they kinda backed off of it. Which is stupid because my thing is on their part, like you said, they backed off. Nikki and Victor should be extremely interested in this because they have an empire to protect. You don't know what you're bringing into the fold. Right. And you didn't already merge businesses with this man. So if anybody, I mean, on her relationship aspect, yeah, she done some crazy decision making. But on the business aspect, who are you joining forces with? You don't even know who this man is. He didn't want to tell you his identity or who he really is. You know, and it's like, why do you even care at this point? Because he was like, well, I'm not telling nobody who I am. Okay, probably the dad is no longer around, I would assume. Mm -hmm. So it's like... That's when Victoria really should have, like, put the brakes on it when he was like, I... I'm not. I'm not telling you <laughs> right. who I, what my real identity is, because yeah. at that point it's like we're getting married. If you can't tell me who you really are, like what your what who what your name was at your birth, why you changed your name, like 
tell me specifically why and how you change your name. If you can't do that, then we're not, I can't marry you. Exactly. I'm not going into a marriage and you're refusing to tell me everything about your past. That's insane. Hello. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she should have drew a hard line in the sand right then and there. You know, it's like, how do you not tell your spouse, even if he didn't want to say it in front of the rest of the people that were there, Nick, Victor, Nikki, uh, Billy, say, you know what, I need, I'll talk to you about that in private. And yeah. let that go. You know, but no, he told her, I ain't telling you or nobody. And it's like, right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I didn't got in bed with you. I didn't move you in my house. All this sort of kind of stuff, and you don't think that you owe me enough to tell me who you really are? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one, that's where it kind of blew my mind. Like, that's kind of bold for him mm-hmm. to just flat out say, I'm not telling you. Yeah. It makes no sense. So, you at know, this I- point, I'm just ready to know like, is Ashlyn being genuine with the story that he told them or. Are the writers going to pile on more lies? Is there going to be more to this backstory? Like something that he did that was, you know, indeed malicious to get to where he is now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back in his early teens or late late teens, early 20s. Like, mm-hmm. is there more to it? Does he genuinely care about Victoria? Like, does he really want to be with her? Or was this all like some type of game? Like, I'm just ready to know. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's very convincing. Like he's very convincing in, um, like the way he talks about Victoria and how much he loves her. I just, it's like now you just don't know if he truly does or, you know, is well, he just. I mean, one part of love is also being honest with your partner. I mean, yeah. you want them to be secure with you, and the only way that you can be secure with them if you're being honest with them. And he yeah. didn't want to be honest with he like like Nick said, the only reason that he's now saying his story because he I had he to back him in the corner. Right. You know, other than that, he was gonna take this to the grave with him. Right. And in the meantime, it's almost like Victoria is mad at Nick from unearthing this information. She wanted to be in ignorance uh what they call it, ignorance bliss. Yeah, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you know, I mean, she don't know no better. I don't know nothing. I don't see nothing. And as long as I don't see it, it don't exist. So I'm good. I'm happy. Leave me alone. Okay. That's how she wanted this to be, it seemed like. You had to go and find this information. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I mean... Like I said, I honestly think that there's even more lies to this story. I actually think that who knows, maybe he knew about the job coming. Well, he did know the dude had a job. And here's the thing. Just say the guy got him the job. Where does that leave young Bobby DeFranco? Just say Ashlyn never got killed. Where does that leave him? Nowhere? Without a job? Was he going to help him get a job in the company? I don't know. So... In his mind, he like, shoot, I got an opportunity of a lifetime. You know, his wallet is over here. My th- and I think he said he threw his wallet back in the burning car. Or his identity. Mm. 
You know, and so he took the wallet and left the car burning and ran off into the field somewhere, or in, the, in the trees somewhere. And then had enough money to show up to the interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But somehow yeah. I still feel sorry for him. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. I, I I don't know. I think maybe it's because everybody's ganging up on him. Oh, he's turning me off. I somehow no wanted to work out. I, I just, I, I've been, he has turned, I've been turned off with this guy and since the day that everything started with her moving them kids out the house. I, I just, you know, that was a turn off for me. Why would you, I mean, that was her decision that she made, mm-hmm. but it's like, why would you even put that in position? That's, I mean, yeah, she was like, I can do it. I can do it, but. Most men would be like, I don't want you to move your kids out the house. This is their home. So I've been, yeah, he just, he's never been honest, you know, and then you won't be honest with your fiance. It's just, I I, I mean, it's hard to feel sorry for this guy. Another thing <laughs> is, do you really truly have cancer? Yeah, I'm wondering about that too. That's what a lot of people like, oh, he in, in social media is like, I bet you he don't even have cancer. Now, I don't know how he would fake that because he, I, and the only reason why I think that might be true, because I don't know if Nate said something when he was talking to him, but it was like, what do you say to him? Um, oh, he was talking to Billy, I think, or one of somebody else. I don't know who he was talking to that was trying to fish for information. Was that Billy? I don't remember him and Billy talking. Well, somebody was fish information out of him and and Nate didn't want to say. I forgot who he was talking to. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like he didn't really ever have conversations with uh, Ashland's oncologist. He's just been giving advice. So do they... I don't think he has. Huh? I said, I don't think Nate has talked to his doctors. You don't think he has? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So it's like this man is saying he's going to the doctor and these treatments and she's dropping him off at the hospital, but what is he doing? So I just think that there's some more, there's more to come to this. And like I said, there's another twist that Billy puts, that they're allowing Billy to put on the table with regards to a will. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. And... um so I just think, and of course, with the wedding coming up, there's something that's supposed to blow up at that wedding that I think Billy is supposed to save her from. So there's more that's coming out about this. This man has not, and he's still not being honest. He ain't telling the whole story. So yeah, I, I mean, I understand, you know, like you say, you might feel sorry because of what happened and stuff, but this man is, he's a finesser. He's a manipulator. <laughs> they don't call him Loch Ness Monster for nothing. Tara learned everything she knows from him. So, I mean, who knows? I wonder, did Tara even know who he actually was? Tara, Tara might have been in on it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Tara probably was a baby <laughs> when that happened. But, uh, no, not I, I don't mean like the stuff that happened in the beginning, but just some of the other Girl, wouldn't that be a twist 
is that he get they get married, she get a hold of the company, and then he bring Tara in and says something crazy. Yeah. I don't know. That would be a twist though. But okay. Did we cover everything? I think so. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. All righty. Um, let me see. I think that's all. Yeah, we covered just about everything. And, you know, Billy is Billy. That's all I can say about Mr. Billy. Mr. Billy Abbott. All right. (laughs) I will say I I give him... Huh? Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was going to say I will give him brownie points for trying to figure this thing out, but you know, I, I don't know how much of it is self-serving because it's like, do you want to break her up or is he actually genuinely trying to protect her or what this is? I mean, because a lot of folks think that just he's just trying to undermine her relationship. But I mean, I think that if this was a good dude, I don't think Billy would have been all in that like that, though. Yeah. I would say the only reason I'd say that he's not trying to undermine her relationship is because at one point Billy um, was actually supportive of their relationship. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I, I can't remember what it was that made him go back to the other side of Ashlyn is hiding something. But it wasn't until something that happened that made him realize that Ashlyn is lying. Yeah, it triggered him. Yeah. Yeah. Because before he was like he he, it was like in the beginning, he was he was skeptical. Then he backed off, and was like he actually showed support, even like directly to Ashlyn. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, supportive, which and, is one reason why he took them kids in too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now he's you know back to there's something. Yeah, something happened that triggered him. So and I, I I can't remember what it is. So that's that's the the main reason why I don't feel like he's just doing this because he's jealous or just right. because he want her to be happy. Exactly. Yep, I got you. Okay, so let's move into the second half of the show, which is the bold and the beautiful, and what we have for the week of September twenty seventh. Carter and Quinn failed. To secure Justin's silence about the affair, but Justin only gave Brooke and Ridge half the story. Ridge outed Quinn to Eric, and Eric confessed to brokering. Wow, brokering, brokering <laughs> the sex arrangement to start to to stab off his loneliness, and Finn revealed his lingering desire to know Dila. Mm-hmm. Hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so it's only, yeah, it's only two storylines. Yeah, two storylines. We had a piece at the end of this week of Sheila and and Finn and all of that, and, and, and actually um, Steffi, that's that whole argument. And then Carter, Quinn, and Justin, and all of and Ridge and Brooke. So which one you want to do first? Um, we can start with Finn, Sheila, and... Steffi. I knew it was going to happen because the and like we were saying about Victoria the more you push the more they pull the more Steffi put her foot down to keep and shield 
it's going to build their curiosity because it's unfinished business that he needs to satisfy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And she's like, nope, you you gonna, you got to pay attention to me. I'm your wife. This is our, my call. Look what she did to my family. No, you can't see her ever, ever again. He's like, okay, I go, I, I, hey, I ain't got no choice but to go along with you. But there was a part of him that's like that whole conversation he had with Hope. What did you think about that conversation with Hope? Um, I mean, he was being honest with her. He was like, I, you know, she, she gave birth to me. I and what do you think about her. Hope's response? I can't even remember responding to him. Well, she wasn't as judgmental. Like you have to agree with Steffi. You need to make sure that Sheila stays um, away from the family. She was just like, yeah, you know, I can understand that. She was real, just chill with it, mm-hmm. which allowed him to feel comfortable talking to her about it. Because there's no way he would have had that conversation with his wife. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she wasn't. She was nowhere near as hostile about it. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I. But and here's the thing, though. Sheila is basically proving Steffi and the rest of the Foresters right, though, with what she keeps doing. Like, you are not going to walk into my house through my back door, uninvited, and then act like you're going to walk towards my child. You know who fathers that. When do y'all lock doors? I mean, seriously. That ain't no, we, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. An unlocked door, door. Unlocked door is not an invitation for you to walk into my house. Oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know that. But I also <laughs> know that I need to lock my doors if I don't want unscrupulous people just showing up in my house. <laughs> but, but regardless, she's still proving because she just walked on into their house knowing yes, that she, she was not... Knowing mm-hmm. the the hostile relationship that she has with the foresters, why would you think it's a good idea to walk up in her house and then act like you're gonna walk toward Hayes's room to go get him? Yeah, that one she really threw me off. Bold. Yeah, she's yeah. bold. That one really threw me off. You, there is no way. Me and her would have been fighting, physically fighting. You, you are not gonna, you're not gonna walk towards my child's bedroom like you're just gonna barge in my house and go pick him up. Mm-hmm. To go spend time with him, yeah. No, yeah. that should have been a physical fight, and Steffi would have been justified. Listen, let me back up one week. Did you remember that episode where we saw Thomas and Hope together? What was that about? I don't know, but that was that was annoying because it was again another scene where Thomas is like, "I just want you to be happy," you know. Uh-huh. I love. Um, I just want. It was yeah. It was just another another uh, thing that Thomas basically doting over hope. Yeah, because I was like, oh no, not again. Yeah, that was was, frustrating to watch. Not feeling that at all. I'm like, oh no, Mm because I'm like, if y'all gonna do this. Please don't go back through that route again. Because honestly, I wouldn't mind them trying to see what they could do with Hope. But not that way. 
You know yes, what I mean? Not at all. So, anywho, I just remember that from the previous week. But, um, yeah. Oh, also I- from the previous week, um, what's her name? Ooh. Paris moves out. Oh, yeah, Paris did move out. I know everybody was happy about that. Yeah. I think they decided that that wasn't going to work. People, yes. too many people were complaining about it. Yes, and I'm, I'm hoping that that's the decision they made. <laughs> yeah, because she went smiling, happy, back with Zenday. Yeah. But didn't we see that this week? I think when, that was last week, too. Well, her um, in the office with Zenday, I thought it was like Monday or Tuesday. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, because last week she had the conversation with Steffi and Finn about moving out. Mm-hmm. And then um, we saw on Monday or Tuesday where she was telling Zenday that, you know, she moved out. Yeah. Which I was glad of that because everybody was like, please don't. She's like a hypocrite. That looked crazy. So I'm hoping that the writer saw that and was like, nah, this ain't gonna work. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Probably would. And I'm glad they did say that, you know. Because all that fantasy crap was that was that was working that was my nerves. Crazy. And I'm glad that if this is how they're like ending that little storyline, I'm glad that they did it in that way where Paris recognizes, you know what, I just need to remove myself from here because I'm having feelings about a married man that right. I shouldn't be having. Um, so I'm just going to do what's do right, right move out of the yeah. house. <laughs> yeah, I was glad that I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe they decided to move away from that storyline, which is great. Um, what else? Is there anything else that pop up from, uh, in your mind from last week? Uh, I don't think so. I think that was the main thing from last week that didn't really carry over too much into this week. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Honestly. Um, have anything else to say about the the Sheila storyline either? It, it's just I, I don't I don't agree with the way Steffi is going about dealing with this thing, being how demanding she's being about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Sheila keeps doing stuff like what she did this week by walking just walking into their house and demanding to see Hayes. That also does not help her case. What do you think she's worried about? Do you think she's worried about the fact that they that Sheila might take them or something or what? I think in general she just she hates her. Mm-hmm. Look at what Sheila did to her mom mm-hmm. and her grandfather. Like she just hates her, and I don't I don't blame her. Like I wouldn't want somebody in my house that had shot my mother, That's shot true. my stepmom, shot my grandmother, and basically put my grandfather through hell. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's my husband's mother, biological mother or not. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him you are not allowed to speak to her, you know, knowing that he is just discovering who she is. I would let mm-hmm. him make up his mind on whether or not he wanted to go, you know, have conversations with her and get to know her. But I would mm-hmm. tell him, like, the line is drawn at you having a relationship with her. She's not coming near my child. Mm-hmm. coming near me. I mean, step your foot in this home. When you go hang out with and you go meet her somewhere in public or, you know, you want to go to her hotel room and talk to her, that's fine. 
but I'm not having anything to do with her. She is not having anything to do with my kid. She has, it's mm-hmm. a, and it's not like it was some, you know, petty uh, business beef or they just don't like each other. This woman has inflicted violence over and over again to people in her family. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable for her to feel, for her to have about Sheila not being welcome mm-hmm. to be in in her child's life I don't think that's unreasonable at all I just think that she is as far as where Finn is concerned I think you know she's being a little I feel like she's being unreasonable in that aspect like I I would you know of course tell him all the things that Sheila did to your family you know in the past Mm -hmm. share all that information with him but also allow him to say whether or not he still wants to talk to his mom and have conversations with her. Um, but like I said, Sheila also is not doing herself any favors by popping up at their house, constantly coming to their house unannounced and walking in uninvited. So to me, Sheila is, I feel like Sheila is digging her own hole because of the way that she keeps, you know, trying to insert herself. Oh, like, want to talk to me, then you need to text me and and tell me, don't pop up at my at my house with my family. And if yeah. I don't respond to your text or tell you that I want to meet with you and talk to you, then it's not happening. That doesn't give you invitation to just come over here. Mm-hmm. You're not true. getting what you want. Yep. Um. What I was going to say. The other thing is, is that um, with all that, you know. It's not winning brownie points with, I mean, even though he still have an interest, it makes it harder on him because when she's up in there having altercations with Steffi, that makes Steffi dig her, her heels in even deeper. So even if he was hoping that, man, maybe I can get a breakthrough, maybe I can get to know her, the mom just showing up there unannounced is making it even worse for him. Right. So, I don't know. Sheila Sheila just want what she want. Yeah, well. You can keep on wanting what she wanting, but she she's going to she's going to make like going to make it harder. Yeah. Yeah, she's going to alienate herself from Finn and she's going to make it harder for because I feel like if maybe she had backed off mm-hmm. and maybe this isn't, you know, maybe it's not true at all. But maybe had she backed off initially or if she had approached them the right way instead of popping up at the wedding mm, mm-hmm. um, she possibly could have had a better chance of at least only being able to talk to Finn right like I feel like maybe Finn could have convinced Steffi I will keep her I'll keep her away from Hayes I'll keep her away from you she will not be welcome in the house but I am going to go meet with her and talk to her because she's my biological mom and I have questions. You know what? And they kind of moved away from the whole Jack situation because we ain't seen him in a while. Because remember, unless they're going to bring it up later down the road mm-hmm. with Jack actually being his biological father and cheating on his uh, his adoptive mother. I um, so I guess we'll get that sooner or later, but they've been so focused on Quinn and Carter and all of that, so. Yeah, I feel like that's got to come back up. Yeah, eventually. 
because I, I I think we had talked about it before. We felt like when Quint, when Finn finds out that what his father did, like as far mm-hmm. as basically forcing Sheila to give him up, mm-hmm. um, but only him and his wife, that that was going to, I guess, maybe strengthen his tie to Sheila because now he's knowing that it wasn't just Sheila walking away from him. It was that she was forced. Right. Because it's at an affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I that's gonna to to buy her more sympathy from him. Yep, that is true. So what do you think about um did you have any more on them? No. No, yeah. I mean we'll have to see what happened with those two. I I hope that you know Finn doesn't ruin his relationship because of what oh I should say Sheila is gonna make it worse for for Steffi and Finn in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah oh, yeah for sure. By her doing what she's doing. But what do you think about the guy? We forgot to talk about him. The bellhop guy that had told Sheila, you know, hey don't deal with the wife, deal with your son behind her back. Well, that's what she started out doing, right? Was just going straight to Finn? Well, not really. She showed up at the Forrester wedding. She sent, only thing she sent that she was interacting with Finn was that little heart emoji. Mm -hmm. And then she showed up at the house. He told her to get out. She passed out. They took her to the hospital. And it's it's been all of this whole Steffi and Sheila interaction. So now this guy is telling her, you know what, just work from behind the scenes and deal with him. But I felt like that's what she tried to do because when she came to the house the one time when she passed out, she waited for Steffi to leave and then she walked in the back door. Yeah, but that was a little bit different. He's saying actually have conversations with him and say, hey, you know, because her sneaking in the house, he don't even know that she was there. Or anything. What he's saying is just go through him directly and say, hey, I want you to talk to me. I want you to do this and that. Away from Steffi's house or whatever. I think that's why they introduced that as something separate. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you might see it differently. Yeah, I don't know. I I see what you're saying, too. I guess I just felt like that's what... But, I mean, her showing up at the house with Steffi there is not going behind her back. Um, but I feel like she's done things behind Steffi's back too. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's true. It's possible. But Finn be an idiot if he he he's already tried like keeping stuff from Steffi. Like the little text that he sent back to Sheila, he didn't tell her about. Mm-hmm. She had to find out about that from Sheila. Um, so I'm hoping that. If she does try to do that, I'm hoping that Finn is honest with her and doesn't lie to her about Sheila contacting him. Well, that's the way it looks. Because that's yeah. what the guy is telling her is deal with him by herself. You know what I mean? I so. mean, look at that. Look at that Finn has to lie to Steffi about it. Yeah, well, we'll see how, how, the, how the writers do that. Yeah. Because I can guarantee you the moment that Finn says, oh, yeah, I've been talking to Sheila, he's going to have a fit. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, we got that storyline out the way. So, the only other piece of this is 
the whole Carter Quinn situation. Mm-hmm. It looked like <laughs> to me that everybody in that building has been trying to tell Eric what to do. They act like he's just this baby that needs to be handled. Yes. And I'm sick of them idealizing him like, oh, he's such a, a beautiful soul and he did this. I'm like, shoot. Eric has a history just like everybody else. Come on now. And I'm not saying he's a bad person, but they made they put a pedestalized this guy. You know, and I mean, is he a nice dude? Yeah. But you know, everybody on that show has had history. <laughs> so you know, and they just won't stay out of his life. What's your thoughts? Yeah. Eric like a child. Um, even and Katie. Oh even, my goodness! The, uh, don't get me started on her. I made a post in the group about. I saw. I was going to talk to you that, about your post too. <laughs> I would when she. So when wait, her. Wait, girl, hold on. I actually saved your post so I can bring it up to the to the podcast. I said, "Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> save this." Hold on, I'm gonna pull it up and okay. see what you see. Oh, Sage, where is it? There you go, Keisha. All right, Katie has a lot of nerve judging anyone's relationship with that lying cheater. She constantly forgives and takes back. She keeps thanking Eric for confiding in her, but she basically badgered him into telling her all of them just couldn't mind their business, and now Eric is humiliated. Yep. And you got a lot of agreement too, sister. Somebody said, "Amen, sister." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> true though. Like she, and I, I want to say, on the last podcast, um, I think we said something about it was when Katie first started like approaching Eric about um, Quinn, uh-huh. and she would, or maybe this was just us talking on the phone. She would. Um, she would talk like she ask asking them questions, and then she would say, "Okay, I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. I'll I'll leave it alone." And then in the very next breath, ask him more questions. Yeah, just like this man clearly does not like leave him alone. He's not telling you what's wrong with him. He he he's clearly uncomfortable talking about this. Um, he yeah. has said numerous times that. And you guys mm-hmm. keep badgering him about what's going on. Why isn't Quinn here? What is Quinn doing? Quinn should be here basically at your beck and call, kissing your feet because you let her come back. Like, where is she at? And I will say Eric didn't do himself any favors because he kept telling people, Quinn will be out for a while. She's out for the night. Like, why are you telling them this? Yeah, like I said in the last call we did, he always gave these cryptic messages. Yeah. So you you're you basically set yourself up for people to question your relationship. Yeah. Um, and then for Katie of all people to sit in there and have that conversation about how much of a liar Quinn is and you know, she doesn't deserve him. She she's so dishonest. Um mm-hmm. and it's like, Katie, how many times have you gone back to Bill after he slept with your sister or you know had a, a little a love affair with your sister 
Yeah. Whether or not they slept together, there were moments where they were physical with each other because they kissed or they expressed feelings of love to each other while he was still married to, to Katie. Like he's done that, what, two, three times? Yeah, and let's talk about, since they want to talk about his arrangement. Okay, what was Katie's arrangement when she thought that she was in the right mental space to be a wife to her husband? She told Brooke to go be a, a be the woman that he needs her to be, needs him to be. Remember that? Yep. When she was going through, what was it? Was it? It wasn't postpartum. What was that? She um, she was going through some mental health issues. I think it has to, this has to do with her heart because she was having the, the heart issues. and Right. Yeah. You know, so people do make interesting arrangements. You ask your sister to step in and take care of your husband. Yeah. But now all of a sudden they think it's, oh my God, I can't believe that he's doing this. Okay, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just... um. Like she's the last person. The the last person needs to be talked about how Carter um basically broke his trust. Like Carter is like family did this to you and it's like you can say that about your own sister. Right. <laughs> you can say that about Brooke two exactly. three four times over. I can't believe your own sister did what she did to you and yet you went back and forgave her. Thanks. And forgave um bill and you you took bill back multiple times so don't try to make eric feel like he's weak or like quinn is the worst person on earth because in the same situation and to me it's a lot worse because it's your big sister right yep it was just this situation yeah and so you, they, she sits there and keeps asking him over and over again, what's going on? You know, just be, confide. You can confide in me. I'm here for you. Blah, blah, blah. And then trying to be like, oh, thank you so much for confiding in me. Thank you for trying, you know, what's going on in your feelings. And it's like, Katie, you basically sat there for two days and, <laughs> and, him until he told you what was wrong so it's not like he he sought you out and was like uh, you know I need to talk to you you're my friend I know I can always depend on you blah 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 you 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 guilted him into telling you what was going on and basically like I said now he feels humiliated he felt humiliated telling Quinn so imagine how he feels now that Katie knows we know Donna is going to end up finding out Brooke and Bridge now know Girl, I, have you seen the comments in some of these posts? Some of them, and I don't know about you guys is listening, but some people were saying that he's just so turned off by Quinn, which is why he can't perform because of everything that's happened. And I'm like, that's not how ED works. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> It don't matter who you with. You can be with your dream girl. It ain't happening. Right. Because it's a medical issue. And if it was him being turned off by Quinn, then why would he ask Quinn to come back? Why not go? I mean, clearly Donna wants to be with him. Uh, He could have went and snatched Donna up. Yeah, definitely. 
But um, okay, so we talked about Katie. Let's talk about Justin. Mm-hmm. Justin is trying to keep himself out of jail, right? Yes, I hate this situation. Yeah, me too. I hate it with a passion. But what's your thoughts on that, on Justin? Um, the way. <clears throat> The way being treated, and it okay. just like Justin to me feels like a lackey, basically. Yeah, flunky, lackey. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. correct. Um, and then I don't know, like I, I mean, I guess he he basically did what Ridge asked him to do. He followed Quinn, and he caught Quinn in the act, and went back and reported to to Ridge what he found out. I mean, they were Right. So, remember we talked about this about uh, early last month. I said the first thing they're going to do is blame Quinn for all this, right? Yep. And what did they do? Blamed it She's on- manipulating you. What has she done to you? This is her idea. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's exactly... Um, like even when Ridge showed up the the house to Eric's house, even after Eric said, "This was my idea." No, it wasn't. This wasn't your. This is impossible. You couldn't have come up with this. And it's like, Ridge, he's sitting there telling you that this was his idea, that he was the one that pushed them together, and you're like, you don't believe it. Right. You believe that Quinn manipulated him into it somehow. Right. Like he doesn't have a like this man has not ran a billion dollar company for decades and can't make up his own mind. Doesn't have a mind of his own at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, and like uh, Eric said, y'all think I'm just some weak minded, feeble minded dude. I mean, it actually brought, it was crazy because I thought there was a breakthrough with him and Riz when Riz started crying. I'm like, dang, he dropped tears quicker than Brooke. Yeah. And then he turned around and started right over again. I'm like, okay, that was short-lived. Yeah. It's hard to get out. It's like, this is not your house. Yeah, how you going to tell somebody to get out? Yeah, that was crazy. I was looking at Ridge like, dude, that's a grown man. That's a grown man. As much as people didn't like what he do, you know, I mean, there was a lot of folks that were sympathizing for him, too, on social media. I mean, what do you think about this whole situation? I've had several conversations with people about this. You know, what's so, your thought? My feelings on it is 
queen perspective, if I were in queen shoes, go out and, you know, fulfill your because I would come back telling me it's okay because of his condition. Mm-hmm. I would come back home and feel I would feel guilty and I would feel terrible because you're going through he's going through something very like personal, mm-hmm. very hard. Like he's expressed how um how he hates that he can't satisfy his wife. Mm-hmm. Here I you know, going out having fun mm-hmm. with another man and then coming back home like nothing happened. And not only is it another man, it's another man that is in love with you and mm-hmm. you love him. So I just feel like I feel like Quinn should have just told Eric she should have made a, a choice at that point. Either you are in love with Eric enough to work through his ED issues or you just end it with Eric, give him a divorce and you move on with um, Carter. Because I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I just don't feel like it's not going to work out in the long run. Because yeah. I think at some point Carter is probably going to be tired of basically sharing Quinn with Eric and he's going to want her to himself. And I think at some point Eric is also going to, it's going to start to bother him even more. Like it bothers him now, but mm-hmm. I think it'll like he's like okay I can't I can't do this anymore like you're gonna have to go one way or the other. But and they all working and they all work together, so that's the other that's the other thing. But they also are making it look like because every time Quinn comes on, like when Quinn came in the door to tell Eric what happened, he was like, "Oh, did you go see uh, Carter? Were you with?" Like he's excited to hear that she got some fulfillment. And it's like, yeah, I feel like that's a front. So mm-hmm. Quinn doesn't know that he is, uh, you know, not all that thrilled, or that he's still like he's still in a. I feel like he's still in a place of, I don't want to say the depression, but I mean, just from what he said to Ridge was when he said something about, you know, I don't want to be in this house alone. Mm-hmm. He basically talked about being alone mm-hmm. and said that he didn't want to be alone. And that, I mean, that was that was kind of sad. His little, oh, yeah, I cried doing that thing. Yeah, the little speech he gave to Ridge. And it, if I were Quinn at that point, I would be like, geez, like, I'd leave him alone to basically go have sex with Carter and then, you know, come back whenever. Like, that would make me feel bad as a wife. And I don't think that I could continue to to keep sleeping with another man knowing that my husband is at home, like, feeling lonely. So I had a conversation with some folks, men. Mm-hmm. And um, from certain economic statuses and things, because I wanted to get a perspective on what this is. Because usually at this level where, you know, everyday soap opera watches we we'll see this and like oh my god Mm -hmm. but when i ask they said actually this happens more than what you think it does 
mm-hmm. that you'll have a situation where you have a wealthy older man who can no longer perform due to medical issues or whatever. They may have a younger wife because you usually find a big age difference in those scenarios anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe a 20 years, 15, 20 years or more. Mm-hmm. And they do make arrangements like this where, you know, you can't have any a romantic involvement. You're just going to fulfill your sexual needs and you're coming back home and I'm taking care of you because of the social economic status that I, and they're okay with that. And I didn't realize how prevalent people don't talk about it because it's such a private matter. Now that's not saying that I condone it. I, I myself wouldn't do it, but I just wanted to know where would a show come up with something like this? And because it happens a lot more than what we normally would see. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't see it happening too much in middle class. You usually see it happening with high value people. Yeah. So this made me think about um, this situation makes me think about the the Playboy girls Mm -hmm. that were married to Hugh Hefner. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, that situation is, uh, you know, of course, drastically different because he had apparently three girlfriends mm-hmm. at the time, you know, they all knew about each other. But, I mean, clearly, the man was, what, in his 80s mm-hmm. when he passed away? Right. Um, I don't know, like, how long they were in a relationship with him, but... I remember um, one of their interviews, one of them saying, you know, Hugh was like their 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 boyfriend, their main boyfriend, but they also had relationships outside of that. Right. That he knew about. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I could totally see that happening in, in wealthy communities. And mm-hmm. I like I don't I wouldn't think that that would be uncommon with older wealthy men like that because they're they're more concerned about I guess having company like companionship having so that they're not alone mm-hmm. um, so yeah that doesn't really surprise me but the thing the thing with Eric and Quinn's situation is they Carter is a basically a family member and that they're in love with each other so I also asked about that. Would it be okay to use somebody that you know that's close? Mm-hmm. And they actually said that works better because with a random, especially when you're protecting your financial interest, you don't want some random to come off the street and blow up your spot, put it in the media, put it in the news. You want somebody who's going to be able to cooperate with that particular situation. And so normally they get somebody that's not random, that's off the, you know, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. They get somebody that the wife can be comfortable with. Kind of like when these people, and I don't want to get too deep into different explorations, but when you got people that want a threesome, you know, they both look at who they're going to bring in. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So in a situation like this, they would prefer that somebody was going to be able to cooperate with the arrangement, not going to blow up the spot, keep it private. And it's usually somebody that, you know, is okay with this situation and that they know. Mm. Yep. And I mean, it's 
and that's why I usually, you know, I try to stay objective and, you know, try to understand where this is coming from. And when I had these conversations, it was like, wow, I never thought it would be like that. And it was like, well, normally because these situations don't come out because the people that's in this arrangement know their roles. They don't, everybody is getting what they want out of the situation. And I don't know about in this TV show with Carter, because I think he's getting the short end of the stick. But in most cases, the people, either whether it's money, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know if some people saying that Eric is pimping his wife out. Mm-hmm. Um, other people are not ha- happy with Carter for many reasons, because some people brought up the race situation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and, you know, in the comment section, um, they brought up the fact that you know, this woman don't love you because she's fighting so hard for Eric and he's standing over there looking like, dang. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he chose to be in this situation just to get with Quinn every now and then. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He's making the choice to be involved with her knowing that she's still married to Eric so he can't... Like, there's really nothing that he can say. Like... Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> So either you're okay with it or you just need to tell Quinn, I can't do this because I want you to myself and I can't have you to myself. Yeah, and the other thing is Eric already put him on notice. Like, dude, don't even think about it. You know, you can sleep with her, but that's it. Yeah, which to me kind of makes... It kind of makes Carter look pathetic, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. It does. And, uh, you know, like I said, this is taking a dark turn on social media, especially when it comes to the race issue. And I'm going to just leave it right there. You know, so and I don't, you know, because it's so many opinions about that aspect of it, too. Um, You know, I don't know how this story is going to end. It's all out in the open. Where do we go from here? Now, I heard somebody saying that Donna is supposed to break him out of this and he hasn't lost his mojo and I don't know. That could be possible because it's like why you keep bringing Donna up in the storyline? Mm-hmm. So it's like what are you hinting on? You know what I mean? Yeah, and to me if that happens, then it's not ED. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So if truly really has ED, then even Donna isn't going to be able to cure him. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I sure do. Which, I mean, if that's <laughs> possible, then it was all about Quinn then. It wasn't about his physical health. And Donna's younger than Quinn. So what yeah. is doing even Well, younger? I don't know about that. Jennifer Garis is around the same age as Rena Sofer. So, oh, yeah. It's getting younger. She just, maybe then she looks younger. Hold on, let me double check before I misquote myself. But I think Jennifer Garis. Oh, there she is. Jennifer Garis. Okay. Yeah, Jennifer Garis is 50. 51 to be exact. Mm -hmm. And Rena Sofa 
It's 52. <laughs> same age. For some reason, I thought she was in her late 50s. I don't know why. Who, Rena? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think she looks it. Mm-hmm. I just, I swear I looked her age up before a while ago and I thought she was like in her late 50s. Mm-mm. She's 52. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so they're the same age. So, I don't know if they're going by looks, but, um, yeah, I, that, that's what I read. I read some folks were saying that they're like, oh, Donna's going to come along and, you know, she's going to be the one to cure him. And that's really going to really set this whole thing in a different direction. Because, I mean, where can they go from this? Are they going to continue to keep this arrangement up? Something has to blow a hole in this situation. Yeah, there's there's no way that they can Mm-mm. they can keep that whole thing going. But I but like you said, like what sense does it make to somehow Donna is able to break him of his ED? Then he got misdiagnosed, right? That's all they can say. Oh, the diagnosis was wrong. You know, it was this, not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then was it you trying to hold on to Quinn because? You were too embarrassed to tell anybody else about your ED or what you thought may ha- <clears throat> may have been ED. So you were just trying to, you know, I'm already married to her. I may as well just try to stick it out with her so I don't have to start over again with somebody new and then have to explain this situation. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's, it's been an interesting storyline, to say the least. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are not happy. They were attacking... Uh, what is his name in real life? Uh, Victor. Who? Mm-mm. They were attacking the guy to play Eric. Oh, um, I can't remember his name in real life. What is his name? Eric Forrester. Mm. Oh, here, here we go. It was um, John McCook. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were attacking him, and he posted an actual live video, which I shared in the group. Saying, you know, hey, I appreciate the fact that you guys are watching and that you're reacting, but, you know, I'm not, he said it, I'm not Eric. I like Eric, but I'm not Eric, you know, and you guys just got to stick it out and finish the storyline. And and it's like, guys, and that's why I'm like the delusion that comes with this. That's why you, it's so crazy that people move over from fiction into attacking these people in real life. Mm-hmm. You know. And what is least, he being, huh? What is he being attacked for, though? Like what? Because... For this particular storyline. That how could you do this? How could you do this storyline? This is crazy. Eric would never do this. You're making him look bad. It's like, girl, I was like, what? Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> but they, remember, they did. They attacked uh, Wayne Brady. When he played yeah. the baby napper. You're mm-hmm. right. They he had to make a whole video about it. They attacked Steffi's character or Steph the um Jacqueline McInnes Wood used to mm-hmm. she be in the drama with um Hope and Liam. Yeah, it's like guys, this is T V, you know, and imagine wait a minute, we gotta keep it. oh girl. We got, uh, maybe it'll let me carry over because, um, hopefully it don't cut us off. But, um, 
you know, the crazy thing is, imagine if it's doing this in soap opera fake world. Imagine how they treat those people on reality TV. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's horrible. You know, we both watch reality Bachelor and all that stuff and how they attack these people off screen. So I could imagine John McCook is looking like, what What am I? Y'all attacking me? I'm just acting out a script. (laughs) Right. You know, but that's how this is. Every it's it's this particular storyline sparked a lot of negative attention. I will say that. I do see some people saying, you know, um, hey, it's just TV, and then other folks is like, it's disgusting. How could you do this? <laughs> oh my God, I'm offended. I stopped watching. I'll never watch again. You know, so yeah. And then people were attacking Quinn, saying, you know. How could you do this to your husband? You're the one that's married. I mean, you should say, I won't. I'll say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. What I will say, what I didn't like about um, some of the, a couple of the things that Quinn said was he made us he made us do this. And it's like, no, Quinn. <laughs> you just, just say that you're don't say that he made you do it because he can't make you. Yeah, now maybe he didn't put a gun to your head. Yeah. Now maybe he, you know, Eric did constantly like tell her or push her over to to um um Carter, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really didn't want to do it. She could have said, "I really don't want to do this, and I'm not going to." And right. And say to me, "It's going to make me do it." Yeah, that don't make no sense. I mean, because all all three of them had choices. Right. If, if Quinn had said to to Eric, "No, if I'm going to sleep with Carter, I'm going to be out of this marriage. I'm not going to sleep with him and be married to you." What would he been? What what could have? What could he have done? Right. Nothing. He wasn't going to shoot you. He wasn't going to ostracize you. He might tell you to get out, but you got your own business. Y'all was planning on starting your own separate relationship anyway. Right. Remember? Before he tore up the d- divorce papers. So it's like, when you talk about, I had no choice. Yeah, you had a choice. And so does Carter. Carter yeah. has a choice to say, do I want to be in this? This woman is clearly want to be with her husband and she's just using me for sex. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it's been an interesting week. I don't know what's going to be coming up for Bold. I normally don't, unless the, I, the scoops might be out, but let's see. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Week of October 4th. Okay, it says the forester conti- the foresters continue to grapple with the decision Eric made about his marriage. Will Carter and Quinn be able to carry on their relationship now that other people know? Eric has an epic epiphany about his situation. Now, what does that mean? Hmm. Okay. On an unexpected date night, Zende has an honest discussion about Paris and their future. With bumps in the road behind them, Liam and Hope spend quality time together. Okay, whatever. Um, 
Thomas's feelings for hope once again become a hot topic. Oh no. <laughs> Why? Why do that? Yeah. Oh my God. Sheila's determined to come between Steffi and Finn. Keeping a secret from Steffi has Finn feeling guilty. And look like that's it. Um, let me see. Maybe make sure. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. So it looked like after later down the road. Brooke and Ridge is now focused on protecting Steffi and Finn against Sheila. Things uh, between Quinn and Carter haven't ended, and that will culminate in a new and possibly controversial twist. What would that mean? Now, that's supposed to be coming up later this fall. Wait, what was that? Things between Quinn and Carter haven't ended, and that will culminate into a new and possibly controversial twist. Mm. what does that mean <laughs> now they do say that Thomas has a new love interest heading this way and it better not be Hope or or, or Paris I don't That's want you either you don't want him with Paris either no because I, I wanted to work out with Zenday and then it says Bill and Katie determined to put their family back together I want somebody to lecture Katie the way Katie lectured Eric. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hello. Let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I got some stuff on on um Young and the Restless. Dagnabbit. Come on. Okay. Spoilers for Y&R. Um, Ashlyn asks Nick to keep a secret. That happens on Monday. Okay. Okay. Um, Amanda makes a move to keep Devon on his toes. Um, and Elena and Nate cover for Ashlyn. Why y'all want to do that? Oh my god! <laughs> I wonder. I wonder about what the. Yeah, but what are you hiding? Has Nate learned before about covering for the Newmans? It almost lost you your job and your uh your license with the board. Now you're going to cover for Ashlyn Lock? Girl, please. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, Chloe is stunned by the wedding dress. Nikki issues an ultimatum. Abby and Devon arrive at an agreement. Oh, great. Mm. Oh, man. Um, Nikki reunites with someone from her past. Victor coerces Billy into something. Sally further sets her sights on Adam. Chelsea keeps tabs on Adam. I mean, on Adam. <laughs> and Abby's world will implode after she receives shocking news. Oh, Lord. So, what that means. I'm wondering if that got anything to do with Chance. Probably. Well, they need to figure out a way to end that. It's been almost a year. Yeah. So, that's all we have. So, we got to do our flip the script. Um, segment, and then we'll go. So, what do you have for for Y and R this week? My Y and R flip is Tessa, mm-hmm. um, and her being just uh, forthright about her feelings about getting pregnant. 
waiting until things kind of blew up and then saying and being honest about her feelings. But in the very beginning, when Mariah brought the idea up was when Tessa should have squashed it and Mm -hmm. wasn't ready instead of dancing around. It's like she, it's almost like she tries to protect Mariah's feelings all the time. Like, just be honest with her and stop cobbling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then my B&B flip is when Katie was basically lecturing Eric about Queen. I wish Eric would have brought up Bill, which he never did. He just mm-hmm. kind of sat there and took it from Katie. I wish he would have brought up Bill and all of the things that Bill had done in his past and the many ways that he had ruined their marriage mm-hmm. and the fact that he did it with her sister. Mm-hmm. I would love to have seen Katie's face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I understand that one. Um. Okay, cool. So, my Young and Restless uh, flip from this week I'm trying to think what was it. It slipped my mind, but oh, it would have been with Ashlyn and Victoria. I'm not marrying you until I get the whole truth. Mm-hmm. I get the whole truth from you. We calling off Tuscany. I ain't finna buy no dress, and I need to rethink this merger because you hiding too much stuff from me. I need to know what I'm getting myself into. I already moved you in my house. I didn't move my kids out the way to make a place for you. And you can't give me the truth about who you are. And my own brother had to back you in the corner for you to, for this to come out. No, we ain't doing nothing until you give me the absolute truth. And then I'll let you know if either I'm going to still marry you after that. Yep. So, yeah, she letting that dude off way too easy. Her anger is definitely misdirected at Nick. Um... And then for Bold and the Beautiful, my thing is, is this whole thing with Finn. Finn needs to resolve his feelings that he has because the longer that he don't, the worse it's going to get. So he needs to have a conversation with her. I know you upset with this woman. I know what she did, but I still got unresolved feelings in my head I have to deal with. So if I need to talk to her separately or something, I got to get this under control or else this is going to be nagging at me. And at some point, he needs to ask for that respect from from uh, Steffi to say, just let me sort this out for me on this side. Now, hopefully Steffi won't give him an ultimatum, but... You know, he needs, because her just telling him what he ain't going to do ain't going to work. Right. So, yeah, that's my flips for this week. All right, girl. It was a good show. It was a long show because we hadn't been on in two weeks. Um, But we kind of, you know, last week wasn't, to me, all that unless we missed something. I don't, like I said, I remember certain things like Paris moving out. And the whole conversation with Jack telling um, Nick about his feelings with Phyllis. But that's all that we probably remember from that last week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. So, all right, girl. It was a good show. Thank you guys for watching again. um, Continue to support us. Again, we apologize for the last week, but it was a lot going on. And um, 
The next week is the week of October 4th through the 8th. And other than that, we will talk to you next week. Have a great week. Bye, Bye. everybody. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.